Well, my name is Eric Hovind. I'm with uh, Creation Today. So we're, uh, I work with Answers in Genesis. Oh, okay. And uh, we produced the movie Genesis Paradise Lost uh, mm -hmm. about the creation of the world. A really cool movie. I want all your kids to see. It's really, really awesome. Uh, here's my card. There's something on the back, just so you know. It's my card. And there is something on the back. Yeah, um, that's right. And uh, so I work with those guys. They actually are showing the 3D version of our movie in their four. They built a 4D theater at the Creation Museum for our 3D movie. Uh, nice. Yeah, this movie is pretty cool. What are the what questions you guys have? Because my guess is they have the answers. Yeah. <laughs> we can at least fake it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'll because, make up something okay, really so good. What we so what I mean I barely remember, but I just remember them saying that. How do you know that the Colorado River was never higher than it is right now? Right now, the beginning of it is three thousand feet above sea level. Okay. We're at about seven thousand, a little more than seven thousand feet above okay. sea level. So if the river starts at three thousand feet above sea level, how could that river go up to seven thousand to carve out this canyon? Could it have been at seven thousand originally? No. How do you know that? We know that because we see that the Kaibab Plateau has actually uplifted. What happened? And well, a couple things. We know that the Kaibab Plateau has uplifted. Aren't those awesome? Those carpenter bees. Um, as as don't flinch. Okay. Uh, so the Kaibab Plateau has been uplifted. A couple ways we know that is uh, you'll see uh, either, would you guys come up 17 to come in the main entrance or come in from the other entrance, de Desert View? We came through Williams. Okay, so yeah. Desert View is the way you came in. Okay. If you stop at what's called the Watchtower, there's a butte that you can see called oh, yeah, Cedar that, Butte. Oh yeah, just the, yes. the pimple. Yep. We yes. found there. <laughs> yeah, yes. So that's actually the bottom of that is called the Chinle layer, and the top is the Moen Kopi. That's a leftover remnant of sediment right there. Okay. That used to cover this entire area. 900 feet of sediment that used to cover all this area. Okay. And that's only one of the layers that used to cover this whole area. Okay. You get the grand staircase. You guys have heard about the grand yeah. staircase. Mm -hmm. So if you go uh, that, the reason we know that layer covers this whole area is if you go 60 miles north, you see the Vermilion Cliffs, and that's really cool. It's a 2,000 foot layer of cliffs right there, mm -hmm. and all the sediment from those cliffs to the sea is gone, except a few little remnants like Cedar Butte. Okay. And if you go down south 17, there's another one called Red Butte. Okay. Same sediment. So okay. we know that sediment used to cover this whole area. Oh, okay. But it's no longer here. You think it's no at the bottom here. of the ocean. It is. We can't even find it. Okay. We don't know where that sediment is at. Okay. So that's a 900-foot layer of sediment that used to be on top of this rock right here, 900 feet up. Okay. Right. Now, that's not the only one. The Grand Staircase shows us there was actually another 7,000 feet of sediment on top of that 900 feet. Okay. So there was over a mile and a half of strata above us right here. Okay. The only way to remove a mile and a half of strata is with massive amounts of water. Right. So here's what we think happened. After the flood, you had large amounts of water coming off the continents. At the end of the flood, when the ocean basin sank down, other areas lifted up, you had the water rushing off to the low spots, causing huge, what they call sheet erosion, where it's just taking sheets of sediment at a time off the continent. It erodes that mile and a half of sediment down to what we have. That, And in this area, it was a weak spot in the Earth's crust. This area bulged up and it actually trapped a huge body of water to the east of here. So if you fill this in with dirt, it would create, if you right now were to dam this whole thing up and you let the water flow for a long time, it would create three huge lakes 
to the east of us. That no longer exist? That no longer exist. So they find evidence because they find green uh, clay and blue clay that forms very, very deep in water, like super, super deep. Uh -huh. And these lakes would have been over 2,000 feet deep in places. So really, really deep lakes. The flood, I don't know how much you guys have studied this, so I'm just kind of going over the, the snippets, but the flood triggered the Ice Age. Right. And so a couple hundred years after the flood, you have the Ice Age. Uh, lasting. We have evidence of the ice age, or of the ice all the way down to Missouri and Idaho. So, okay. or uh, past Idaho, uh, Nebraska. Okay. Evidence okay. of this ice age. As that ice began to melt, it added water to those lakes that were there. And who knows, sometime between 700 or a thousand years after the flood, around 3,500 years ago, we would have had the lakes get to the point where they breached this natural dam that was holding it back. And as once the water's found that weak spot, if you've ever seen footage of a dam going, a uh, dam break, as mm -hmm. soon as the water gets over it, man, it just carves straight down. It doesn't erode the rest of it away. It's carved straight down and carves out a huge canyon. So was the stuff that was carved away, was it um, weaker stone? No, it was, it was because we see the straight sides, it was already solidified into stone. Okay. So it, moving water, it doesn't matter how hard that rock is. You can see the bottom down there is solid granite. Mm -hmm. So what you're seeing down there, what you see, you can see where the layered stuff meets the stuff that's just kind of jaggedy at yeah. the bottom. That's where judgment, all these are judgment layers, meets the original creation rock, the foundation rock, the granite that we see down there. So moving water, moving water can, can once it picks up boulders, I mean, they, they see boulders down here that are that are 200,000 pounds so that you get water a lot of water moving like that and it acts like a liquid sandpaper it can just erode neat stuff out no problem solid rock and so was the lake on that previous sediment that's no longer here is that what you're saying no after the flood the flood took away the sediment and left as, those buttes. And, and left and left the buttes okay and huge lakes huge lakes because there was a natural dam here. Okay. And, and then, then somewhere around a thousand years later, possibly it over, it breached this natural dam. Uh -huh. It's interesting if you, uh, there's a couple of ways to do this online. You can, or, but you can actually um, go to a thing called a height mapper and it actually tracks the height of the, the terrain and it's in black and white. So the white areas are higher, the black areas are lower. And if you zoom way out, you see all the way around for like a couple states, uh -huh. you see a white ring around and you'd see where these lakes would be and then you see right here the Grand Canyon cutting through that white ring and that's the okay. higher area that was holding those lakes in okay but okay. what's hard is when you're just standing here you cannot get the big picture uh -huh. and it really takes you you know kind of going above where the space station is to actually see a big enough area of land to understand what really happened hmm. And then the Colorado River, where yep. did it, how did it just came So that's the, the natural tributary. That's the, the lowest point where water always seeks the lowest point, right. and that's the lowest point. Okay. So. And so prior to the Great Canyon being formed, it would have... There was no Colorado River. That was the bottom right. of a lake. Okay. That was the bottom of a lake. Got it. Yep. Okay. Okay. So a couple of evidences. It would have been in the, just the bottom of... It would have been something, and it, when the dam, the dam broke, broke then, then it was the then it was the bottom right. of the river. Well, yeah. Cause, so before it would have been that's kind of one of the lowest points. So it would have been the bottom of a lake oh, at some point. Lincoln, don't uh -huh. So now all the water goes there and then continues down the river. So when there were lakes there, I mean, where the beginning of the Colorado River is now, it would have been the bottom of a 
of a huge, huge lake. Okay. And how do you know how far the Ice Age extended? As far as time? Um, or as far as distance? Dis like, let's do distance okay. right now. The moraines that we find. So when a, when a glacier pushes forward, it pushes okay. that talus yes. and it pushes that forward. And they find boulders that are bigger than houses that have been pushed by the glaciers. And then how about All the time? way down. Say to, not That is a total guesstimate. We have to guess on that. Okay. It could be anywhere from... Um, what they do is they just kind of use mathematics to kind of determine that and go, okay, how long would it be in that cycle? And that, that cycle of releasing lots of water, cooling down, creating a snow cycle where it's snowing a lot, um, reflecting the sun's light, which triggers even more cold weather. Okay. It just continues to trigger into this ice age until it naturally stabilizes back out. It gets colder, colder, colder to a certain point, And then it naturally comes, starts coming back to stabilization. So it's interesting what they say the earth is experiencing climate change. They used to 70 years ago, call it global cooling. Okay. Then last decade, they were calling it global warming. warming. Now they call it climate, climate change. change. We are still feeling the cyclical cycles of the earth kind of coming back into balance from 4,000 years of, of history of that ice age. Another question I have, I was trying to explain because in the museum over there, they were talking about the large animals or large plants. And from what I understand... Which museum? The one here? Yeah. The okay. one right yeah, there. Yeah. What I was trying to explain was I had heard that prior to the flood, they think with the atmosphere difference and people living so long and that just plants and animals were just larger. Um, uh, the concept that there used to be some kind of vapor or water canopy uh -huh. that used to give us more atmospheric uh -huh. pressure, allow things to grow bigger. There, ma Right now, mathematically, scientists haven't figured out a model to make that work. It okay. seems like it would trap too much heat in Earth's atmosphere with okay. a layer of water. But it's a really interesting theory because it does make sense of, I mean, they find grass, fossilized grasshoppers two feet long. Fossilized cattails, 60 feet tall. You know, by a, a swamp, yeah. those brown things. The, the corn dogs that you can, you can, yeah. you can oh, really yeah. get. <laughs> Here you go, buddy, got you something. Mm -hmm. um, the um, okay. fossilized centipedes, eight and a half feet long. Where are you guys from? Illinois. Oh, I was born in Peoria. He's from Chicago. Hey, we're in Peoria. <laughs> no way! What's up? I was born there, man. That's too cool. Both my grandparents retired from Caterpillar, so. That's, that's, that's who's paying for our trip right now. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's really cool. Well, congratulations. That's really so, awesome. So they know things were bigger. and Yes. The I question would... is, how did they get that big? Okay. They know insects got a lot bigger, way bigger before the flood. Okay. If you open your mouth, he's going to fly in, so don't do that. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, we know we have, there's trees that are huge from pre-flood that they find. Um, um, the amount of coal in the Earth's crust right now, coal, we, you know, we believe is all from plant material that was pressed into mm -hmm. coal when the flood occurred. I mean, they find coal layers 300 feet thick. Right. So we think this was like... I mean, you think of the Amazon rainforest, that was nothing compared to the vegetation, the stuff that was growing in God's perfect creation in paradise. But I, what I do like is creation scientists are saying we don't know exactly how. Like, I like how you admit what we don't know. We don't know that yeah. yet. Yeah. Okay. We know that insects would have required, because there's insects that live way down in the ocean, like well, a, a type of insect, you could mm -hmm. call it, like uh, the shrimp, way down where they get lots of pressure and lots more oxygen, they get huge. It's like, whoa, this is weird. What's going on with that? So some really interesting, interesting stuff. We're trying to figure out how do I know that?
question. So in like a lot of in science classes and stuff, they say like fossil fuels take millions, millions of years. years. So here's their assumption. Uh -huh. Their assumption is you got trees this small uh -huh. that are dying, producing the layers that we get to form the coal. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're looking at the, the, the amount of vegetation that we have today and saying, if it's consistent with what we have today, how long would it take to get that 300 foot layer of coal? Uh -huh. That would take this long. So what they're missing is the pre-flood world had way bigger stuff than this and way more stuff. It was an, it was an atmosphere that could handle lots more vegetation. Uh -huh. okay. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Kind of. Well, so was the 300 foot layer of coal, I mean, is it possible to have, have that much vegetation present at one point to create a three foot la 300 foot layer of coal? Well, I believe during the flood when the fountains of the deep broke up and literally wiped out, ripped trees out and stuff like that, you would, the, the flood was a year long. So you had all this vegetation floating and it would get together in what are called eddies. You know, if you see a flood, like the things get together and they're swirling around. Like the big plastic dump yeah. in the ocean right now. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Imagine that only, only vegetation. I mean, you had a whole year for this to happen with tidal waves, no continents to stop it. Tidal waves going around and becoming harmonious. I saw tidal waves, tides becoming harmonious. It'd be, it'd be like tidal waves just after a few months of them becoming harmonious with nothing to stop them, okay. the tides are just, you know, could be huge. So there would have been enough vegetation present at yeah. one point. Okay. But if you, if you take away the flood, it makes it difficult. That's exactly right. And that's what's interesting. The flood answers so many things. Like, for example, all these layers, you guys can see the layers right there. Yeah. And they're all perfectly smooth, like pancakes, one on top of another. Okay, well, if that formed, like say that white layer, say that formed over 300 million years, and then the water went down, and that layer was exposed for millions of years, and then water came back in on top and formed the layer on top of that, wouldn't you expect to see some erosion in between the, the two layers? But there's no erosion. You got zero erosion. You got one layer, next layer, next layer. No, there's not even any tree growth, no root structures between the two layers. And they're called sedimentary layers. Every single one of those is called a sedimentary layer. What does sedimentary mean? Laid down by water. By water. That's what they are. We have visited a lot of national parks, and it was interesting. We had just read a book that talked about, you know, the, how the, the sand swaging. would have gone like this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there were parts where it looked like if I had taken a sand thing, you would yeah. see the You can actually ripples. see that. Yep. It was amazing. Yep. Here's what's interesting. That white layer is called the uh, Coconino sandstone. And some people would say that formed in a dry desert condition. But when you actually study that layer, we're actually kind of right on top of it right here. When they studied, it has what's called cross beds. Um, if, you, if you're ever at the beach and you're looking down in the water, the waves make the sand on the bottom go like this, kind of wavy on the, the bottom of the, the beach will be like that. And if you go to the desert, the desert gets the same type of thing where it gets these ripples. So how do you know it formed under, under uh, desert conditions or on, under water conditions? If it's under water conditions, the angle of the, of the um, what they call cross beds, the angle will be anywhere from 18 to 24 degrees. If it's found under water or in the desert, it's between 24 and 32 degrees. It's a steeper angle. All of these, the cross beds are at 22 degrees, which fits the underwater theory. Hmm. So, not that you guys are interested in more science, which obviously you are thrilled with this. I'm so glad you are taking all this in. 
but um, they also don't find very much talus. So the weathering over time breaks rocks off and it falls down to the bottom. The rocks that fall down, we call that, take a wild guess. Starts with a T. We do call them rocks, that's right. Talus, that's exactly right. We call it talus. Well, if this had been eroding for millions of years, we should have lots more talus at the bottom. Over millions, lots of rocks would have fallen off and fallen down into the, yeah. to the floor. Mm -hmm. It would have filled in by now. Exactly. And we don't have that. What we see is steep sides, which is indicative of something that formed very quickly. If it formed slowly, we would expect a really wide V like yeah. this. We don't see that. We see yeah. steep sides. So that's how so. So why is there, like here you can see there's the steep canyon where a river yep, goes through canyon, and then yep. there's that green kind of slow, yep. you know, I would say, well, that it must have happened quickly and then something slow and then quick. How? Kind of. How it could have that? been, it could have been two different things. It could have been one of the lakes flooded first and then one further to the north. Because if you look on that height mapper thing, you'll actually see a couple different canyons where these lakes connected uh -huh. and then breached and carved a canyon. So it's possible that a couple different events happened here. Uh -huh. um, what we do notice is that if you if you get to a spot where you can see the river, the 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 rock that's actually polished, like water has been going down it, you can uh -huh. see about 20 feet of polished rock. Okay. It looks like about 20 feet of erosion has taken place. Oh, by the Colorado River. By the Colorado River, because that rock is smooth. After that, it's jagged, and it would be if the water came through quickly, mm -hmm. it's going to create jagged rock. Okay. Not like this nice smooth stone. Sure. The slow water over a longer period of time is going to create the smooth stuff. Okay. So why is that green layer of talus? That looks like talus you were describing. Correct. So Correct. What, is, what caused that then? Yeah, that's the rocks breaking off. I think some of that's been sitting there since the time of the flood where once the water, so you had all this stuff happening and then you know how after a flood comes, it kind of slow pieces will fall off that were already loosened by the water. Oh, okay. Yeah. But there should be, I mean, it should literally be a V like this okay. if it had been millions of years. So that yeah. could have been after the last several thousand years. That could be as a few thousand years worth okay. of talus. That's exactly okay. right. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Fun stuff. Any other questions? <laughs> How do you get those to go away? <laughs> <laughs> this has been very good because yeah. we've been trying to think through it. Yes. Yeah. Because it's hard. That was been a goal so as far as away. on this trip, coming up with uh, the house. Yeah. That's really cool. So now I very Mom? much appreciate uh, running Mom. into it. Hey guys, this right here, it, it shows us God really did flood the world, which oh. means he's very serious about judgment. Mm -hmm. Why did he flood the world? Man's sin, right? Make sure we tell the next generation, hey, God is serious about the judgment to come as well. Mm -hmm. And we have to be ready for that. Mm. So we're asking, we ask people like I do it on video, say, hey, how, how many lies have you told? You know, what do you call somebody who tells a lie? And it's just, I don't know if you've ever heard of Ray Comfort and Kurt Cameron. They have a ministry called uh, Way of the Master. Mm -hmm. it just takes you through the, the Ten Commandments to say, look, the law was given. It's our schoolmaster to bring us to the, the need for the Savior, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. and making sure we're teaching our next generation mm -hmm. that. So my encouragement, if you're not already. Yeah. I do like how creationist, it's not just about the science, it's really about the gospel. Mom. That's the whole point. Yeah. Awesome. Well, my name is Eric. Guys, thank you for hanging out thank and stopping you. to Kindly. listen. Thank Appreciate you. it. Enjoy the rest of your day here, all right? Thank you. See you guys. Enjoy.